And we are live, people. Jobber Nation, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the JTP Lounge on JTP this Tuesday. Lounge. I wish we had like real like soft romantic music. I don't know why we don't, but some sexy but, music, get your dick on right. uh, not that, but get the cooch wet. No, get it tripping. No, no one's talking about wops out here. No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. And we have a very, very special guest to the Jabba Tears Podcast Lounge. I, as always, I don't introduce the guests. They, I let the guests introduce themselves because they do it better than me. So can our lovely guests tell the viewers who they are? What's up, y'all? My name is King Mo, uh, former MMA fighter, MLW wrestler. You know, so, you know, I'm here on the Jabba Podcast. Ready to chop it up. There you go. Thank you, King Mo, for joining us this evening. Um, gentlemen, do you want to start off? Any questions you have for our guests to kick off before I just jump in? But I'll let you <coughs> start first. Um, so so we're not gonna ask him why he's been doing this week, like what's going on. He he he's joining the family. Like uh, okay, <laughs> you know what? Let's 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 get him acclimated to our family style. Um, so typically on our podcast, we go around and we say like one thing we watched on TV or something new we done. Mm-hmm. So what's something that you're watching right now, King Mo, on either Netflix, Hulu, regular TV, doesn't matter. Man, I'm trying to find something new myself. <laughs> no, I've I, 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 I run through the boys, run through, um, what else is out there? Man, I can't even think about, but I mean, Cobra Kai. See it yeah. all. I've been watching it for a while, so and I, I, man, I my favorite movie is Kung Fu Hustle. Watch that like 20, 30 times. Yo, that's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it all the time. You know, I, I'm just, you know, trying to find something new. So if y'all got any recommendations, I got one go recommendation. You will like this. It seems like you love fighting and pure, pure niggas killing each other. It's called <laughs> Raid the raid redemption is about right. a cop force that go to a building and they fight on each and every floor. The raid redemption, I'm telling raid you, redemption. where is that? All right, yo, find it. It's on the um, what's that app? It's on the is it TUBI app, something like that? Oh, I know, what you're talking about. yo, it's on that yeah. app. The raid redemption, yo. <laughs> That's all Wait, I gotta say. Is, is it is it is it an Asian movie or is it an American movie? Is it um? It's not. Um, oh yeah, Korean. it's Asian. Yeah, Korean. but like yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll rock with that. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm telling you, you're gonna <laughs> love it. Like yo, ah. Well, Mister Black, since you're say. talking about something you've watched, what else have you watched this week? Come on, you already know what we watch. This is. I didn't watch it this week. I gotta watch it like tonight or tomorrow. I gotta watch it on my well, day off. It's a double feature. Y'all watch last week's episode and this week's episode. So there's yeah. a chance for you to redeem yourself. Thank you. We'll talk about it later on in the week. Right. Cool, so, cool, okay, cool. what's one thing you've watched this week? Um, So I started watching Breaking Bad. Oh, oh that's boy. a good show. That's a very I, good show. Yo, King Bo, if you like some, some drug dealers, some shooting, <laughs> and some killing, <laughs> in it. So... If you don't know, like, if people are watching who don't know what Breaking Bad is, Breaking Bad basically it's a um, the, the premise of the show is a, the the main character is a chemistry teacher. Yeah. He finds out he has cancer. Yeah. So he's just like, yo, 
I got to get some money before I die. Like, he has stage three cancer. So him being a chemistry teacher, he starts cooking up meth and selling, and selling meth because meth is basically a chemical. It's a bunch of chemicals put together. But since he's such a genius at chemistry, he makes some of the purest and best meth out there. Yep. So it follows his whole path with him. And the, his partner is a former student of his. So they go down this deep rabbit hole. They're dealing with Mexican cartel. Yep. They're dealing with shady lawyers. Yep. And even though like the premise is kind of dope, the writing on it is amazing. Like stuff that happened in episode two, season one, comes back season three and you're like oh that's what happened and that's why this is happening and i'm big on looking at character development so you see the 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 complexity of the main character go from like this really good guy and he's slowly changing into a a messed up person because in the beginning you understand why he's doing it but as the story progresses you're like yo you're kind of messed up homeboy you a little messed up but yeah i I recommend it to everybody. I, I didn't know. I told him I couldn't get into it. I'm not. Yeah, it, it, it's slow in the beginning, but That's if you're fine. into good storytelling, yeah, it's good. It's it's five seasons. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fiend. So did you watch watched, all five? I watched three so far in two days. That's a, like, okay. Give it a break. <laughs> no, Yo, I, I tried, man. I tried better call Saul. Like, you know, I'd rather watch Castlevania. You know, I'm doing a little different. I can you know, I there's some things that catch my attention, and there's some things that I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna pass on it. <laughs> I get you, I get you, you I get you. Um, um this go ahead. two things. Um Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Whoa. I was not anticipating like I was so I was away in South Jersey at a winery this the past, like Wednesday, Thursday last week. So when I got back to New York on Friday, everybody was posting about Grey's, and I was like, "What are they talking about?" I watched it. Oh, oh no! Like, son, I don't want to ruin it for those that are watching on the live that watch Grey's, but mm-mm. shit is you wild. It for me. I'm not gonna ruin it. Like, <laughs> I'm never just... gonna watch it. It's too okay, much seasons. All right. So, all right, I'll give you a snip. So Meredith is the main character, but I swear every four seasons. This bitch is like fake dead. <laughs> they start off, they typically end off the season with her fake dead, but they started it off with her fake dead. <laughs> so then, and then the second one is um, Sir Wilkins Love 90 Day Fiance. So the um, the family Chantel. Oh, the spinoff. Yeah. Yo, so I started watching it. The Dominican mom and sister are the wildest two people in the world. Like, the sister and the mom went for a graduation dinner, and she toast and said, here's to me graduating before Chantel. Like, she threw shade with her not even there. Like, it's, yo, it's the wild. And then they got the older brother in this season where he, he marrying a girl from the Philippines. So it's the same thing she went through, but then they don't all trust her. It's why I highly recommend if you like messiness, that's the go-to. That's the that's the guilty pleasure. Yeah. Shout out to Jay from your sports. Um, King Mo, top five wrestlers of all time. 
Oh, let's get it. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Yep. We bring you into the family. So this is what we do. Oh, man. Okay, see, definitely Ric Flair's up there. Okay. Gotta have Ric Flair. Ooh, it's a tough question. Ooh, y'all got me. <laughs> Man, ah. Just think who on the top of the head. Like when you think. Yeah. Oh, because for me, oh, for, okay, for me, I got the Arn Anderson there too because I love yes. double A. Yes. The it most, the, the, like, yes. that, I think he's about one of the most underrated wrestlers out there. Yes. Of all time. Absolutely agree. It did. There would be no real four horsemen if there was no Arn Anderson, and I need everyone to recognize that. But I'm so glad you said that. Yes. That made me. Happy. And then, and then, uh, for me, I got to throw Booker T up there, man. Because Booker T, like, just just growing up, you know, what I'm saying Booker T, man. Okay, that's the read. Uh, the Rock. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I think he's gonna pop up. And again. and. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, okay. Yep. Solid. That, that respect Eddie Guerrero. That boy's a man. <laughs> that was a solid choice because okay. we had just interviewed his daughter. What was it, two weeks ago almost? Yo, that was two weeks ago, yeah. And it was probably one of, probably for me, the top three interviews we've done in the last two and a half years. Like her interview. Yeah. Which it was just like a roller coaster of emotions because it was like we're talking to his daughter and she's telling us stories that she probably doesn't tell anybody about. <laughs> like when she was talking about the grandmother one, when we clipped that, I was like, that's yeah. wild. But um, go ahead, Sir Wilkins. Um, all right. So we kind of talked about this in pre production mode. How did you end up in wrestling? Yeah, you valid you, question. Yeah, you are, and, and I and I was telling him in pre-production before you got here. I was like, "Yo, you have a crazy resume. sports background. Like your resume is top tier. Like, like I, why don't you talk about it more? That's All American amateur wrestler. Hello, let's I, talk about it. Like, I just never know." <clears throat> I just, you know, I just never did because, you know, I just, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm trying to pass my knowledge down to the people coming up after me. So I want to mm-hmm. make sure they don't make any mistakes or I can find ways for them to excel in what they're trying to do. So, you know, I, the people I know about me, once I get to know them, then I tell them, well, you know, hey, this is why my knowledge is important because I've seen this, I've done this, I've competed here, competed there. I've won, I've lost, I've seen it all, I've done it all. So listen to what I say because you can avoid some of the mistakes I made. So you speak about mistakes. What do you feel like is the biggest mistake you made in your career? Just listen to wrong people. Mm. Listen to wrong people. That's it because sometimes people give you, like, some some people, not everybody's educated on certain topics. And, you know, they'll tell you certain ways to train and give you, like, you know, pseudoscience. And the thing is, you have to, you have to listen to your body and listen to those that are well-versed in that area. I had, I had all sorts of people in my area telling me, do this, try this. When I messed my knee up, no, try this. Now I was just listening to everybody just making myself worse. Mm. Spread myself thin. 
Mm-hmm. But how did you end up in wrestling? How did you end up going down this path? And it's, and to be honest, you're doing well so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I can do better, but you know, I, let's start off how I start. Like, you know, I got into wrestling um, back in 2004 after the Olympic trials. <clears throat> I took third at them or something like that. Um, me and the guy named Brandon Eggham were flown to Louisville, Kentucky. We met up with Tom Pritchard and uh, I met oh. Jim Cornette. Oh, and wow. I, <laughs> see, here's how the crazy you, thing. How do you feel about Jim Cornette? You know what? Like, he's old school, <laughs> but. I, I rock with him because, like, he 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 keeps to like just from going to wrestling school, meeting guys like Rip Rogers and um tra- Frank Miller, aka Trash, Al Snow, you know, um Danny Davis, meeting them and hearing how the game was back then. Like, he has you know a little old school to him, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. old school to him. And sometimes <clears throat> when all those fails, you gotta take it back to the old school because you know you can only do so much. Like, look, like um, you can only do so much. Flash. But eventually, I tell a story because all that flash it's cool, but if there's no story, all that flash means nothing, You're right? And that's what they're big on. Mm. So, you, you, it's it's the Olympic tryouts happen, and what and what, and then you, you meet Jim Cor- no, 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 I love okay. it because it's a conversation we have, and brother, don't don't need to apologize, but you meet. Cornette, yeah. and and um, who was it? Richard Pritchard, who? Tom Pritchard. Oh, Tom AKA, Pritchard. Yeah. Um, and I was with Brandon Eggum, and Brandon Eggum was a national champion from the University of Minnesota, and he was on Brock Lesnar's team. So they're gonna try Ooh. to bring him in, bring him in as like Brock's little older brother, or little brother, or something like that. So it, it, I know it was it was crazy. Then I met, <laughs> I met like a uh, Mark Henry. Damager, the Basham brothers, Gail Kim, mm. Shaniqua. Uh, that's my pool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cliff Compton. Uh, man, I've met a lot of people, man. It was, it was just, a, it was, a, I wrestled John Morrison. You know, they had me wrestle. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like he was skilled back then, still skilled now. But uh, it was, it was, it was an eye opener, you know. But the thing is, I still want to make the Olympic team. So I turned it down. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, but they still kept in contact with me. I, you know, I was still on the radar. <clears throat> and that's kept on wanting to wrestle. Shortly after, I can think a year or two after um, I wrestled, I think around 2007, something like that, I think they offered Bobby Lashley a contract. And I was cool with Bobby because I used to train with Bobby at the training center, you know, so. Okay. You know, but, <clears throat> but fast forward to, um, fast forward to when I got the, my contract with TNA Impact, um, I was signed with Bellator, and they offered me a contract saying, like, if you sign with us, you can also pro wrestle, but you'll have to go to Kentucky to do pro wrestling school, which I was familiar with because I've been there before. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Went to um, went to um, OBW, spent some time there. I was going back and forth, going between MMA and then trying to do pro wrestling. Met Jesse Goddard, met Rockstar Spud. Met some cool people out there, you know. Um, Lady Tapa, shout out to Lady Tapa and Red. There's some people Red. that interview too. Love Big it. Red, yeah, Big Red. <laughs> you know, but you know, uh, I met some good people, man. Uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer, shout out to Tommy. You know, Tommy's cool as hell. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer's cool as hell. If y'all can get, if y'all can get him on here, 
y'all, y'all get them out here, man. Cause Tommy, real, very real. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. <laughs> we met him at um Warriors Wrestling. Remember Janelle? He took a picture with us. Like, yeah, that was like almost a year ago. That was a rough time, I think. Because was. that was because that was the same time. That was the same picture we took with Nyla and the same yes. picture we took with Road Dog. That was the same day. That was a year ago. Yeah, because I was in class that day. Yeah, and I couldn't make to it. the show. So King Mo, yeah. you talk about your days at Impact. How was it working for Dixie Carter? Of Facts. all people. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Everybody wants to bury Dixie, right? The thing is, I'm not gonna speak on the business, you know, because like I don't, I didn't know the financials. You know, I heard about them, but I'm not an accountant. I never seen no bank statements, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on that. I mean, as long as you got paid. Yeah, the, yeah you, know. you know, I know I got paid, but I know there's some people that didn't get paid on time, but you know, that's what I heard. That's that's why I, I can't I can't, you know, affirm it that I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dixie, hey, Dixie was real cool. She was cool to me, you know. Um, then other people might say other things, but she was cool. Uh, you know, very nice. You know, always hit me up. Sometimes, to this day, I'm gonna get random text messages from her saying, "Hey, oh, hope I was nice. well." Yeah, so oh, this wow. is cool. Yeah. Do you that's think, dope. like, what's one thing you would have did differently in your time and impact? Because I know it was like because you were balancing both, which is actually super hard to do because. Yeah. You got to train one way for Bellator and train wrestling, and they're totally two different levels of training. So, yes. like, what's one thing you wish you would have done in your Impact career? I think I wish I, I wish um, OBW would have had more um, communication with um, Impact, so we could figure out what direction we're gonna go, how my style in the ring would have been. Because now that I've seen how, like, you know, I had I had one idea. But then they had another idea, you know, and I'm not going to go against what they're teaching me because they know the game. I'm a student. I'm here to listen and I'm here to learn. So, <clears throat> you know, now I have, I have an idea of what I want to do. But, you know, uh, I learned from some good people and uh, it got me pretty far. So I'm still improving. So I got a question for you. So how was your upbringing? Like what got you? Tell me your journey that got you to MMA and what made you realize that MMA was for you? Huh. <clears throat> well, I was uh, raised by my mama. She's a Nikkei Lawal single parent from Nigeria. My dad, to my daddy, <clears throat> my mom met my daddy and he's from Nigeria too. She met him in uh, Tennessee and they guess, you know, they got together, moved to Kentucky. We we're in the South. He left us, and she just raised us, you know, uh, by herself. I got my brother and my sister, and uh, she was a big wrestling fan. Really? She, she, yeah. She was a big boxing fan. She loved NWA, WCW. She, you know, was just, that's why that's I grew up when I watched it. You know, uh, NWA, WCW, she was a big fan of that. She loved that. And that's what I was, that's what I was watching, and uh, – She's a big boxing fan. Now I love boxing because of her. So <clears throat> as, a, as I got older, boxing was around, but I saw something pop up called NHB. It was called No Holds Barred. And it was guys fighting. But I, but I heard about it, but I didn't actually watch the video until like a year or two later. I rented it at Blockbuster. 
<laughs> R.I.P. Blockbuster. I know. Oh, so many good times. Oh, God. And uh, I'm watching. I was like, man, these boys are throwing down. So I was like, this, this is some, you know, it's a real fight. I'm like, yeah, you can get paid to fight. I'm like, okay, this is something I might could think about doing. <clears throat> well, at the same time, I was playing football. And um, in Texas, you know, uh, our team got beat by, I think, uh, Lumpkin. And the defense, we was missing tackles. So the coach said, hey, defense, the ones that are coming back, come to the wrestling room. You know, in four weeks, me, me, us, me us in the wrestling room, you know, at 6 a.m. So I showed up with my socks. And I ended up being good. Beat the skate up the team, buy the shoes off of them for like $20. And I Ended up being I made the state, almost almost placed. Came back the next year, took second. Then after that, I went state. <clears throat> I was offered a scholarship, and uh, I went to I went to a school um, in Edmond, Oklahoma, called the University of Central Oklahoma. <clears throat> and here's here's a funny thing. I was there always working out with my boy Tim Edwards. He was always working out, and we stay afterwards. And one day we're staying afterwards. We're drilling, doing pushups and sprints. And this dude named Jeff Lindsay walks in the gym. And he's like, are y'all wrestlers? And I'm like, yeah, we're here. You know, you see us wrestling. He's like, <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'm a fighter. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a fight this uh, wrestler, you know, in Amarillo. And I was like, okay, so what do you want? He's like, well, <clears throat> I'm a cop. Can I throw punches, kicks, and knees at you? And uh, just oh. take me down. And I was like, all right. He's like, I'll pay you. And I was like, okay, how much? He's like. I think like $50. And I was like, cool. Let me see you throw punches, kicks, and knees. And it was shadow boxing. And I was like, man, I'm faster than that. It's easy money. <laughs> and I took him down over. And I mean, it was nonstop. Took him down. But he kept, he had heart. He was tough. And when we were done, he tried to leave. <clears throat> and I was like, where you going, man? I was like, we got sprints. And I made, made him do sprints. And uh, we, I, I was like, his coach. His wrestling coach kind of at the time. Well, he he fought that dude <clears throat> almost won, beating him up, but got caught in submission with like no time left. Damn. And uh he so he got he's kind of um, you know, he's like, Mo, you know what I'm gonna do, Mo? I'm gonna save up money, I'm gonna go to Iowa, train for a little bit, come back, and I'll be in shape. So he did that, came back <clears throat> in shape, and he's like, Mo, I got a phone call. I was like, what's up? He's like, I got a fight in Houston. Can you come? And I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm 19, 19, 20. I'm, I'm like, all right. So we drive to Houston. He's in a tournament, a four-man tournament. They draw, they draw, you know, like numbers. They match everybody up, and we draw, we draw some dude, you know. Then I'm sizing them up, and I'm like, we could beat him. But on the other side was a UFC legend named Eves Edwards, and legend, yeah, another guy named Pete Spratt who beat Robbie Lawler years ago. So. The next day, we're supposed to meet up and they're gonna pair us up to go, you know, to the walkouts. Our guy, the Jeff Lizzie's supposed to fight, never showed up. He backed out. So I'm like, okay, Jeff, we just gotta win one fight. We gonna... <laughs> Come on, I'm happy. <laughs> so Eves ends up beating Pete Spratt, and I'm like, all right, Jeff, you know, we gotta take this guy down. He, he, he has hands. He can kick. We got to take him down, man, because we can't stand with this boy. So <clears throat> he's listening to me. We're warming up. We walk out first. 
and I'm I'm holding the water bucket. He's in the ring. All of a sudden, they hit. He's he's there with his music, and he's playing the Michael Myers music. Comes out dressed like Michael Myers. Oh, and I, see, I see Jeff just freeze. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, Jeff, move. I'm like, shake it out, man. He walked in there. Crowd was going crazy. When the fight started, boy, Jeff got beat down. <laughs> it was bad. <clears throat> but then, you know, fast forward a year later, we get called to a show called King of the Cage. So they fly us out to California. King of the Cage was like, the, like you know, if you win that, you got a chance to fight in Japan. So when I flew there, I saw, I saw, I saw Quentin Jackson when he was like, before he got to Pride, I saw Randy Couture. I saw like the who's who of mm-hmm. MMA, a.k.a. Speed that back then. This is back in 2001. You know what I'm saying? It's like way back. Mm-hmm. I'm showing my age right now. <laughs> so, so I'm you know we we go out there we fight we lose a guy named to a guy named Romy Aram who I end up coaching against now because it's crazy because a lot of these guys that I met you know when I was young I'm I'm peers with I actually fought one Quentin Jackson I fought him twice you know but a lot of these other guys I met. I met when I was coaching, and then I met them when I was fighting. Now I'm meeting them again as a coach slash pro wrestler. So, you know, it's it's pretty cool now, man. It's pretty cool. It's a little journey right there. So who do you you now train? Like, who's under your team? Uh, I'm an American top team. Uh, We're one of the best teams in the world. Um, You probably heard of uh, Joanna. Say that again. Say that again to King Mo. Just in case they didn't hear you. American top team. No, no, no. Um, Say the last part. You're one of the best teams in the world. Oh, Say that we, we, Say we, that are winning, we are the best team in the world. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let me Bye. tell you, our, our roster, you know, um, Joanna and Jacek, she's the girl from Poland. She's she's a beast. Um, multiple-time UFC champion. Jorge Masvidal, you know, um, biggie boy, Jair Rosenstrock, number three UFC heavyweight right now in the world. I coach him personally. With some other guys, um, Junior Dos Santos, uh, Kyoji Haraguchi. We have some monsters at our gym, you know. Paige Van Vet trains there now, so Amanda Nunez, she's there. So, really, yeah. yeah, Amanda, yeah, Amanda Nunez is at my gym, yeah, she's a monster, yeah, we know, yeah, oh, we <laughs> know. That's, the, that's the homie right there. She's you know, she's the greatest female fighter of all time, Carissa Shields. Carissa Shields, the famous, the greatest female boxer of all time. You know what I'm saying? The famous female, the best, the greatest female striker of all time, kickboxing is Lucia Riker. If y'all seen Million Dollar Million Dollar Baby, she plays the heel at the end. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Lucia Riker was so cold, they made her fight a man. She fought the man. She got knocked out in the second round, but she was that good that she was running through females. You know, so Damn. my bad going off topic of it. No, 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 you good. No, man. that's all different. Oh, he busting moves. Ain't nobody ever busting moves on our show. <laughs> I feel blessed. Um, question How do you how do you feel when you have fans that are kind of against the mixture of the MMA world entering professional wrestling? Like, good how question, do you Janelle. How, how does that, you know, take, because, you know, we've had, like, you know, the likes of, like, Ron to enter, you know, Brock, Ken, 
you know, you have all these, you know, people that have entered the, either the UFC MMA world and, and intertwined into pro wrestling. Like, how do you feel when you have fans that, that kind of frown upon that? Mm, I think of them as like, you know, they're, 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 oh, they're stupid, in my opinion. You know, go with the evolution. You know, like, for me, like, when Batista came to MMA, when uh, CM Punk came to MMA to fight, I had no problem with it because, hey, as long as they're training and respecting the sport, I'm cool with it. Even if, even if they don't respect it, they still have to go out there in the cage and show what they've done. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when a lot of fans, they can – if they're if they're that mad that they don't like it, then they should go to, go to the nearest um, pro wrestling school and start training. You know, if, you, if, you, if there's something you don't like, then you know what? You be the solution. Go out there and uh, do better. Take that job. That's Damn. easy. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. No, it's, it's, that was the real answer. That's a really good point. That's Damn. Japanese culture. Japanese, I remember. I remember. We tell a story. Come, you know, I'm older. We tell stories. <laughs> go ahead, King. Go ahead. There's Back a guy when named, I was. <laughs> this guy I met named Rio Chonin. He would. He beat Anderson Silva back in Pride, the fine hill hook, a freak move, and uh, submitted him. And uh, I asked him, I was like, man, what got you to MMA? And he's like, well, he was watching some guys fight. And he's like, he started laughing. And I was like, what's so bad about that? He's like, well, in Japanese culture, you don't laugh. You don't like it. You just kind of just talk and you don't laugh because it seems deemed disrespectful. But if you're going to laugh, you better go out there and back it up. Well, he started street fighting, got serious with the Thailand, became an MMA fighter. Now he's an MMA coach. He train, he's a, uh, I think he's a, um, works at One FC right now. So, you know, sometimes, man, if you if you if you don't like something, then you Change. be the solution. Go out there, you be the solution. Nah, that wow. makes sense. Wow. So, dang, like, I kind of like, dang. <sighs> Let me set up for this. So, King Mo, man, it seems like how to your man that been on many different life journeys, and. Mark, I mean, MMA seems to brought you to many different walks of life. And you, to me, just a walking jeweler, like you just dropping jewels left to right. But the one thing that if you had a chance to go back to talk to your 20-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell them? Listen to your body and take breaks. Because <clears throat> back then, I was at the mentality, like, go hard, you know, there's no plan. There's no plan B. Go hard, and I destroyed my body doing that. Messed my knee up, uh, hip up, my elbows. I came and touched my shoulders. I've done a lot of damage to my yeah. Done a lot of damage to my body. So like, it's it's you know, it's that's where I can teach, you know, the people coming up. Listen to your body. Look at me. Don't be like me. Stay fresh. <laughs> well, I feel like he cut like a. He cut the hell drug like free drug promo. <laughs> this guy over here. I'm um, sorry, that's not funny. I, I I love the fact that you're so multifaceted. But how is it going from legit hitting somebody? <laughs> In the face to kind of pulling back, not me. really hitting somebody. Not really. How, do you, how does that mentality change, and how do you switch it on and off? 
when you're doing both sports? Well, in fighting, I'm seeing MMA. I'm seeing someone that I've scouted, trained to kill. Because pretty much in a fight, like you're, you're damn near killing somebody. When mm-hmm. you knock him out, mm-hmm. when you knock him out, the guy's out. He missed the rest of the story. You know, he's out. They, they, it's a reboot for real. I've been knocked out a few times. I was about to say, have you ever um, like been knocked yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, you don't remember nothing. You should remember the, you know, the times I'd be fighting, and all of a sudden, I throw something. I hear, I hear an echo, and then I'm like, ah, uh, wake up, and I everything be blurry a little bit, and I'll be dizzy, and I'm like, oh, I got knocked out because I know if I have to ask, if I have to ask what happened. If you have to ask what happened, that means you don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I told myself, if I have to, don't ever. If you have to ask yourself what happened, then you got knocked out or you you got buzzed. So that's one thing I did know. Wow. But so, but how did you, you, I, wait. you adjust though? How did you adjust to yeah. to wrestling? Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, wrestling is like when when it comes to wrestling, the the people pay to see something, right? They pay to see a story. Do I want to give them? Do I want to give them this or do I want to pay more for this? Because the MMA, they we know what's up. Now, if they want me to throw these, they got to pay more for these. Other than that, I'll do submissions. I can do other things. But if you're gonna, if, I, if you want me to throw these, then you got to pay me while I'm getting paid in MMA. Only time, the only time I use these is when I have to. If it's a must, I will use these. But for the most part, I'm trying to save these because what they're paying me is good, but not enough like MMA. Straight up. That's that's my man said my hands are the money makers. So let me ask you a question. How do you maintain your mental? Oh, that's a good one. As far as with my matches or as far as just like just in general? Just in general, because especially you being a fighter into wrestling, um coming in contact with many different vibes, energies, weird spirits. Have you want to call these type of people bad juju? You know, along the lines of that. Like, how do you maintain your mental? Because especially you're a fighter and you basically what you said, you are trained to kill. And how do you maintain to the fact that when someone bump you, you don't automatically want to take off their head? You know, or if you're having an off day on your personal side, how you not bring it into a ring to the point that you killed the person? How do you maintain your mental? Well, the thing is, like, yeah, I train to fight, but like, I'm only gonna fight if one, to protect myself, which I'm not worried. Two, if my family's being attacked or harmed, or three, if you can pay me what they pay me to fight. You know, I'm not out there to look to fight. Like, I try to, I'll, I'll warn you. For the most part, people look at me and they kind of just don't mess with me, you know. But I'm not out there letting it be known that I'm a fighter. People kind of know if I'm. I look at my ears. Sometimes they just see my ears. Oh, that's like, how it is. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, just be cool. I, I'm just, I just stay cool. Um, I like to meet new people, learn new things, and just be respectful because that's the that's the best thing. That's one thing that keeps things cool is respect. You can't get heated if you're showing respect. Nah, nah. That's a good point. Um. Wrestling is going through this weird, like, like transitional, change, d- directional, seasonal cleanse, di- moving a different direction, going up, going down. 
what are your thoughts on the current state of wrestling right now? Because mm. you've commented on a couple of our posts, your mm. thoughts. So I would love to, for people who haven't seen it, what is your thoughts on the current state of wrestling? Well, right now, of course, like um, the WWE's the big shots, shot callers. Um, AEW trying to do something. Um, Ring of Honor, I wish they do. I wish they're more, you know. We all wish more. they do something more. We all do. NWA. I, I wish personally, I wish that they would uh, all those smaller territory organizations would band 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 together and do like a, a super show three times a year. Um, hmm. Exchange exchange talent. You know what I'm saying? Like have multiple belts. Have maybe one guy might carry two belts. You know, just I don't do something because look, John Gresham, that boy is good. And I, I <laughs> yeah. The octopus is no see, joke. Yeah. yeah, Kenny King is my dog too. He can go. I'd love to see them go against the people. You know, Jay Lethal. You no, know, uh, I'm, I'm a big Ring of Honor fan as well. You know, and just I don't know. I just like I just like to see, you know, more variety. You know, different styles blending. You know, I think that I think that you can go out based off of that. Then maybe I can rebuild and make more money for the whole cause. Because right mm. now you're seeing you're seeing. Everyone tried to do something, but no one's going anywhere. Wow, that was deep. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, so, that's true. Okay, you mentioned that if you had opportunity, like they come to you, they say, yo, King Mo, what's up? How you doing today? They ask you, we started a promotion, and I want you to bring five people with you to start the promotion. Who do you bring with you? From anywhere. 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 <clears throat> Definitely MVP. Yes. Definitely MVP. <laughs> Man, he's a genius. <laughs> uh, I bring out Tommy Dreamer because he's a good dude, man. And I trust him. You know, even though we're not the closest, but I just feel like something I could when I see him, when I talk to him, he gives me gives me advice. I know that it's straight from the heart. Mm. Okay. Um. Man, that's a good. Ah, that's a good question. You got some good questions, man. Y'all, y'all stumping me. This is a solid question, though. It is a solid question. <laughs> that I'm thinking about. I'm like, who? Who you bring? I throw Jim Cornette in there just just because I know he's so radical. Maybe maybe they can meet halfway and come up with something pretty good. You know Man. what? MVP with Jim Cornette Woo. at a table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like honestly, that's Sign how New up. Jack became New Jack because of Jim Cornette. Like a lot of people don't give Jim Cornette a lot of credit. Yes. One thing I do like about Jim Cornette, I have to say, is he does have his opinion. But he will admit that, yo, I'm just trying to make this better. And he will say that, I actually enjoy that. He will admit that he enjoys something. Yeah, like when he actually likes something, like, because I don't typically listen to podcasts and stuff like that outside of ours, to be honest. But I'll listen to Jim Cornette's reviews on stuff, especially like on AEW side of things. And he will legit, I mean, he'll, of course, shit on everything. But that one thing he will love, he will say, I actually love it, and I thought it was great. Like, I didn't think they were going to like the Brandy promo, and they talked about that 
for eight minutes straight. <laughs> like I, I was mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's why I feel like Jim Cornette to me, he comes off more of a more solid dude. And I would say Vince Russo's that dude where he got hot because he was associated with a lot of good people, like a good like he was cool by association. But Jim Cornette was cool because he was he was himself all the time. That's how I see the difference to them too. Jim Cornette for me is very much super old school, yeah. And certain ways of him going about things need to change. Of course, that's that's course. my thing. Um, he's Damon Dash said, of the wrestling business. Yeah. So you said MVP, Jim Cornette, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. All right, I got two more. Two, two more, brother. Okay, so with me. This man, I'm gonna add because I believe he was the he came up with the idea for this turning Hulk Hogan heel, and I think that 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 busts my head wide open when he turned heel. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Yes. Yeah, because <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, varsity club. Yeah, hey, I'm just saying, like when Hulk Hogan turned heel, you, you have to admit that's pretty damn good. It was genius. Like I don't, I'm not. Everyone knows I don't like Terry. I, I I can't get with it, but on the wrestling side, there would have never been no. Sh- it wouldn't have been a shift in think wrestling about right now if there was no heel turn. Think about and right now. You're right. Look at the heat. Look at the heat they got. Man, they're throwing sodas in the garbage. You never you never saw that no show. They threw garbage. Like he casually bounced off the rope to do a leg drop. When has that man ever casually? Done a leg drop like that. Man, I can't do much about wrestling. Like that's the one thing that they should bring back in wrestling: throwing trash in the ring. Okay. Like, no, yo, I kind of like it. Like you know, no. I remember, like yo, I, I just feel like imagine, it gives like that grittiness. Mister Black, imagine you in the ring and you'll see your ring announcer, innocent bystander, getting thrown mad garbage on. Yo, I'll be hyped because that's heat, baby. I mean, that's heat not even heat on magnets. you. <laughs> but not on like real trash though. Like I'm talking about just paper, t- paper. No, like only some people could. Streamers, about the streamers, streamers for like the good yeah. guys, and like yeah. paper balls for the bad guys. That is cleanable, and that's more safer. Listen, <laughs> not at all. But I think Kevin Sullivan, like behind the scenes, not so much the front of the scenes, but behind yeah. the scenes, uh, Kevin yeah. Sullivan. Yeah. I see what you did there, Janelle. I see what you did there. Yeah, behind the scenes, yeah, making some radical decisions. Like, if something needs to change, because you know, Jim, MVP might need somebody to be on the side. And maybe Kevin Soma might be like, you know what, Jim, stand down. There you go. Somebody. And then, number five, just because, man, this dude changed. Ron Simmons. Oh, oh, yes. oh man, of course. Because yes. When I remember look, I remember watching that match. I remember watching it. And I was like, hold up, Vader? What? Vader lost? Because I thought it was a mistake. And then when everybody came out there running to the ring, lifting them up, I, I was like, I was speechless because I didn't think that it was supposed to happen because you never seen that happen. I never seen it happen before. You know, and then that was like an eye opener. I forgot how how young I was or how old I was, but I was I know I was young. I was probably like in second, third grade, something like that. <laughs> nah, it, it was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah, it was a moment yeah. back then. That it that was so, a coffee mania. So yeah. the five is 
we said Ron Simmons, Jim Cornette, Kevin Sullivan, Sullivan. Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer and MVP. You got the most destructive geniuses. <laughs> organized, respectful geniuses. Respectful geniuses. Like, I have to say that. Even though that they will come at each other's heads, it will be in a very respectful way. Like, they won't cross lines. And if they do, the next day they're all hugging. Like, you could tell it be genuine love in that room. Wow. And hate. They punched somebody in the face. Yes, 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 yes. But the next day, oh, you punched me in my face. <laughs> Yo, man, you talk too much. It'll be... Dang, that, wow. Like, I'd love to see... I love to see, I would love to see with MVP them. and Jim Cornette have a whole wrestling conversation now. Like, yes. I think that is... We need to get the parties get, together and do it. It made New Jack, though. So... Now, wait. What's the next move for you? You, you, you're signed to MLW. Like, what are some of your goals moving forward in the pro wrestling world? Because you're killing it right now in MMA, which is with your squad. But when it comes yeah. to wrestling, what are things that you want to do in the future? When, you know, obviously when things open up and the world goes back to normal. Is it MLW premiering this week? Am I tripping? Yeah, uh, the restart. <laughs> I think it's on the zone. It's on the zone. I forgot what day, but, you know, I have to I feel like it's it this up. week. It's it's coming soon. Tomorrow, so this week or next, it's sometime like soon. That's when I catch MLW when it comes on YouTube. So you know, um, and then let me think. My my main goal is to wreck shop at MLW, have fun there, and try to get to Japan, back to Japan, and uh, you know, oh, my first yeah. fight was in Japan, ever. So I I think that I rather have my first wrestling match in Japan, Saitama Arena or something like that. You know, that's my first Japan? fight was. Why Japan? My first fight ever. You know, um, I was I trained when I when I was done wrestling. I trained for like six weeks, and I got a fight, short notice fight. Nah, that's that's that 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 that's amazing. Any Japanese wrestlers that that you enjoy lo- watching? I think he's frozen. Hello. Yeah, yeah, he's frozen. I'll come back. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good freeze, though. He's like... Like, he looks hard and thought, so you didn't know he was right then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we back? There you go. Yeah, you I know what happened. Him. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, it happens. Um, I had asked you, what Japanese wrestlers do you enjoy watching? Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Naito... Man, I love Naito. Uh, Tanahashi, of course. Ibushi. Ibushi's cold. Man, but really, my favorite of all time is the Great Muda. And I like Masahiro Chono, too. And Chono was cool. But Great Muda was my greatest favorite of all time. Because that green mist would come out of nowhere. (sighs) Especially when he wrestled Sting. When he wrestled Sting, oh, man. I was, he'd always beat Sting with that mist. No. You know what's really awesome about you? And the more that we're talking, you are legit a fan of the He's sport. a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to see. And as you've been doing these these interviews lately, I, I'm loving how, like, a lot of these wrestlers are just fans first. And it kind of going about the Japanese thing that you said, the whole tradition where you don't like something or you want to do something, just go do it. Yep. 
and, and I love the fact that you you know the sport and you're so involved in it. But that was that was my my little take on that. My well, that, that was his pop well, for you. I'm learning still. You know, I'm still learning. You know, because every every time I meet with the, some wrestlers, you know, I'm still learning. Every time I watch some film, still I'm still learning things. So, you know, that's the best thing about learning because when you're learning, you're still evolving. The moment mm-hmm. you stop learning, you stay stale. You don't pro- you don't progress. So, you have to keep on learning. You know the crazy so, thing about uh-huh. it. What I notice with with your what you, what you're like what I always say. One of my philosophies is in life, you are forever the student and forever the teacher. You forever in someone's classroom and forever teaching someone's classroom. And with you, you're definitely an embodiment of that where you're still a student in the game, but yet you're teaching the game. And that to me is remarkable because that means in my eyes, you master your craft where I'm able to teach someone else. And while I'm teaching, I'm still learning. So I'm able to educate not only myself, but the next generation. That's what, what I learned from this interview, just talking to you. Like, you're all about helping out the next man. It's not all about you, but you understand that what I gain is for me, but it can help the next the next next generation. But I keep learning to make sure that I'm educated in what I'm doing. I applaud that, King. I definitely do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, King Mo, what, what made you sign the MLW? Like, Sorry. I feel like that's like, like, the boys know I love MLW. When MLW came to town, I, I grabbed Sir Wilkins. I said, we're going. Let's go. Because I think it's so many. It's a There's so many hidden gems in MLW that I personally feel. Like seeing mm-hmm. Fatu and even Ooh. Tom Lawler and, and even kind of getting introduced to um, MJF during M- MLW days. You forgot Myron Reed. You forgot Myron Reed. Come on now. I mean, Injustice. Myron is cool. What? You know what it is? Injustice really needs an old school guy, I think, to really take it to the next level. Like, if Injustice Injustice had an MVP, no, because they'd be too organized. Because Injustice is a bunch of street kids. Like, that's not street kids, but like rascals. Just like, uh, Young dumb kids that just, you know, cause, cause it gives work. me it gives me that like it definitely gives me the indie vibe. So it get they because the, they're boys that grew up in the indie, so they still bring that to the ring. <laughs> but I I like Fatu's crew, so I for me yeah, Fatu, I always Fatu's like. Hard, that's but y'all didn't see the Von Erics. Oh yeah, the Von Eric, yeah yeah hey the Von Eric's oh, real too. So the, so the thing Eric's is with the Von Eric's yeah. though is that it's just that it, it, there's a level of sadness that always goes along with that. <laughs> so I don't like bringing them up because it's like always like that. When they won the tag titles, it was pretty dope because it was just like history. It was you know them kind of coming full circle. But the Von Eric's is just it's sad. It can't it's, like, it is all right. You know, I, you know we ain't that cool. You know, we is the Von Erics. You know, they ain't cool with me. I'm a Team Walla. You know, what I'm saying Team Filthy. So, see, you know, I'm, I'm cool with them. They're my people. I'm not that cool. I'm not that cool with the uh, the Von Erica sisters. Von oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Spice that midget Loki and, and then Davy Boy. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't, I ain't impressed. He's the midget Loki. I'm dead. But what made you sign MLW? Like, because I just feel like it's a pool of like people, like unique individuals, and I I have an appreciation for that. So, what made you sign? Like, what was the one thing you were like, you got me? Well, I met MSL um, the uh, 
one of the top guys uh mm-hmm. at Wrestle Circus um the the night when uh I think it's 2007 when uh they had WrestleMania in Orlando I went to a Wrestle Circus um show and uh I met him there he came up and talked to me he's like hey man I'm doing this wrestling show whoop de woo I'm very interested and I'm like all right cool man well guess like when I'm close to being done hit me up Right when I was close to being dead, he hit me up. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. You know, he's cool, man. You know, uh, they're cool staff, man. You know, I know everybody, some people like them, some people hate them, you know, but that's just everything. Everything. Yeah, that is true. Wow. That, that, that's very, they're very, that's very much true. Any particular wrestlers you want to have a match with? Dream um, matches. Man. Rick Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Iceman <laughs> King Parsons. Ooh. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iceman King Parsons. Yeah, or Terry Funk. I, I like the Terry old Funk school. So yeah. bad. I like the old school. Like, you know, uh I can shout to Monty Brown too, because I, I I did Ooh. Monty Brown for like, yeah. I feel like underrated. I ain't hear Monty yeah, Brown yeah. name in years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I would I love to do a hardcore match with uh Oh boy, uh, man, I forget that. Black English, but I forgot. I'm going blank right now. Uh, dude, WCW Hardcore Champ. Uh, uh, I'm going blank. The Big Wiggle. Uh, Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, right, wow. said, yeah. Yo, wow. right when he said Big Wiggle, and I was talking yeah. about Norman Smiley a few weeks ago, so that's how yeah, I knew he was. What he was talking and, about. and he said that Hardcore Champ I'm looking like. Only yeah. one I know that's really notable is Norman Smiley. I was thinking hey, that, brother. Nah. Yeah, no, I really Smiley. Big Wiggle. Norman Smiley look like I would love to be here one day just to pick his. I gotta watch his hardcore matches. Like, because, but man, they were just—they were basic hardcore matches. But he would be over. Like it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> like hey, he straight was, up, he was orange. He was like orange Cassidy, a goofy version. Orange Cassidy said try, but he tried, but he was goofy with it. You know what I'm saying? But he was like doing the comedy wrestling. Yeah, like, he made to me. He made comedy wrestling like acceptable. You know, Disco Inferno tried. My dog, Alex Wright. Shout out to Yo, Al- Alex. Yo, Alex Wright is yeah. so tough. Yeah, we like, said dance too. Oh. Yeah, I was going to beat Alex Wright for uh, uh for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? But what? I can't, I can't, yeah. I know, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't. How? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was just thinking. I was just, no. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely> <laughs> But that era of them, because the Alex Riley, the Norman Smiley, even Ernest the Cat, like I just felt like That's all of them yeah. being together, it, it to me, it was that was a good time in WCO before everything just real. But they kept the first hour of like Nitro afloat, to be honest. For I watched this hardcore era because I haven't watched them in years. Like he he would come to the ring with a fucking football. Yeah, like, I remember that helmet and helmet. And a fucking like pan, and come and then dance in the middle of the ring, and then hit somebody with a pan. Like it is obnoxious. So, which hardcore match I should watch of his first? Oh, you can pick one. I, I, the first one when I started watching again, I watched Starcade. Which one? Was it Starcade? Because the Sting I, Hogan one is my fave. It wasn't Star. Was it no Slamboree? Oh. And it had um the three cages, and then um David Car- David Arquette was in there. 
Oh, that was a oh, war game. That's war games. That's war games. No, no um, the Thunderdome or something like that. The Thunder. It wasn't. It was like three stages or something. Yeah, it was yeah. Stupid. It was okay, like okay. I think on top of there. Yeah, it, it, it. I forgot, but I remember. Burn I had, that I, to I, the I, ground. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. When two thousand came, I completely flipped to WWE. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I it, it, we all did. We it was Hold a complete it. flip, and I never looked back. Never but one of the um one of one of our shows. Oh, triple cage match. What? <laughs> That's it? No, it has to be something else. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Yes, like day, it has to be more than stupid. like triple cage match. Like that sounds too play for them. <laughs> But one of the girls that's um that's part of our network, our, our podcast network, she loves WCW. Oh, loves it. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Hearts of um, Talk of Champions and Stan as Wait. well as Talk of Champions. But Pre- she doesn't huh? She likes it all. all she likes it pre- all. Look, look, pre-2000, WCW could do no wrong. Now, yes. post-2000, yes. oh my God. Yes. She yes. still oh. loves it. From the top, but from the top of the, if you ever get a chance, like guys, if you ever get a chance and watch, because Zuka did it. He started at two, like two, like January that first um Nitro of two thousand, and went from Nitro to Thunder, and then would go back and forth. It just was the era. What, of what the fuck? Like he, it, you just laugh. Like you just be like, what? What is this? No, but honestly speaking, though, Stevie Ray, because you did, you recently was on his podcast. Yeah, Stevie, Stevie Ray too. was legit the top guy in the 2000s. What? Like when him yes. and Booker went their separate ways and he was out here slapjacking everybody. Slapjack, get the slapjack. Yo. The fruit booty. Hey, he's got fruit booty. Yeah, Yo, hey. my man was lit. Like, wait, I, wait, like wait, wait, if you're going to watch 2000 WCW, watch it just for Stevie wait, Ray. Wait, wait, wait. Is this <laughs> when, like, they had um, Bobby Brown, not Bobby Brown, um, Whose name he died? He said, Say loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Um, James Brown, James Brown is during that they got James Brown. I don't know, that era? no, or no. what about oh, did it get Master P? Did yes, when Master P came, yeah, Master P came. This is I gotta watch the devil now. Watch <laughs> no, big so, the first big swallow, facts, <laughs> facts. He was, <laughs> yes, but, but Big Swole, I, shout out to no disrespect because Big Swole, I like Big Swole. She go oh, hard. no, she's definitely yeah, family. Hard. She go hard. She, she's a she's, family. She's, a, a she's, 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 she's friends of the show. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm I gonna rock the Big Swole. I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to do like some posts about that because I literally, me and my brother, we flipped. Yeah. As I, And it was weird. As soon as December the 31st, 1999 came, we completely flipped it to um yeah, WWE. That's what most people did. But go Eric, back. Everybody did. But if you go back now, that's what I love about the network. If you go back now, like, I'm telling you, there was not one. There was always a segment Stevie Ray was in. Jeff Jarrett and them was going crazy. It, it, was, it was weird. It was that's just That's why like, I said what? that Goldberg is definitely a anomaly and in his world because how he came up was odd. And how his career got saved because ha- he definitely ended Bret Hart's career. And he got saved to that because nobody was watching. Now, I bet you people was watching WCW during that time. He would not be this over to this day. People will hate him. A lot of people don't know that. He got lucky. Again, he's an outlier. 
Goldberg's Listen, outlier wrestling. He's a definition of outlier. He is. That was just how they wrote him in in, in storylines. Mo, what did you think of Goldberg? What did you mm. think of Goldberg? Mm. You're, such a fan, you're such a fan of the sport. Give me your opinion of Goldberg. Mm. Okay, so good saying. No, okay. no, no, no. But here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this right <laughs> because there are a lot of wrestlers that were if you really watch them that aren't that good with the rover. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, Goldberg, I think the way they marketed Goldberg, they marketed him a lot different than Glacier. Because Goldberg got pushed, right? Glacier was... He that buried, entrance he, was lit. Yeah, but then what happened? He he couldn't go over. And his matches were like, nah, like yeah. poor, street, poor Mortal Kombat stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but the way they put Goldberg over and the way they hyped that streak up, that's what... Even when people quit... Quit watching WCW. All people remember was his first first year in, w, in WCW on Nitro. But then, but then they, but then they burned it all down for how he lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was they WCW. <laughs> they but, burned it to the ground. But as like more than anything, the way they marketed Goldberg early, still, still rise that wave. I, I've, I've been around Bill. You know, I worked out with him a few times. He helped me prepare for Chuck Congo, so he came down and was like working out with me, a hand fight with me, and mm-hmm. doing some pummeling stuff. And just the way they marketed him, like just off, of, just off of off of WCW alone, like they show those highlights. You see those highlights more than anything. Those are the ones you like. I can't think of any good highlights of him in the WWE. Most of them come from the WCW. All of them come from WCW. You think about it. No, that's a, that's a really good point. That's a really if you really think about it like now, like what Mo just said. If you really think about it, there aren't no crazy highlights in his WWE career. It's all WCW packages. No one match that people went crazy. Elimination Chamber when he gored and speared everybody through the pods. That was Goldberg's match. Yeah, but and, but so and. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Then him beating Brock, and then everything else is kind of like I. Right, but him tired. beating Brock was just yeah, still that, like... that, yeah. Compared to when he first hit the scene, I'll tell you this: when I was in high school, me and my dogs would be like, "Hey, man, hey, let's get to Brian Russo house. That's my stepbrother now, so we can watch Goldberg straight up." <laughs> <We'd be> like, <laughs> hey, Goldberg but- coming on. Hey, he crunk, man. Let's go, <laughs> and we <laughs> all hit this house. Go, just watch Goldberg because just watch that one minute match, squash match. Damn, man. That's true. Goldberg was over like Rover. He was <laughs> over. Dang. Like Goldberg was Tyson of the wrestling. Yeah, like, he sure, he sure yeah. was. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. So it's crazy. That's, so that's when I was talking when y'all brought up who's more influential. Or, uh, you know, we brought the, the question about the Bellas and the Young Bucks. Look at the marketing because everyone on there was trying to argue with me. Some guy was like, well, New Japan's marketing. I'm like, yeah, New no, Japan's marketing is pretty good, different. but compared to the WWE, now think about this, yeah. compared to Turner Network, they got behind, they got behind Goldberg. They got, even even his like theme song, when you hear the theme song, you think of Goldberg. I don't know what song it is. It's an actual song, but it's <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> he said the Goldberg song. The Goldberg song. The Goldberg song. Yeah. The Goldberg song. That is true, so think though. About it. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. But, 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 but you it's know, a it's big so fight feel. And mentioning the Bellas, it just reminds me, like, even the boys doing the TikTok of Brie mode and yeah, how, yeah. like, people people emulate them more than I feel like the Young Bucks. Like, that's just the way, because WWE is just on a different level than in but, marketing. They were worldwide. Not like, just them, not just WWE, but E Network, too. E Network with yeah, the TV yeah. show. That, that's like, with Viacom. They, they, they yeah, the Viacom, they didn't, like, I say this, Young Buck are influential as far as they are influential to their market. As far as the video games, the hardcore nerds, the Yu-Gi-Oh! plays, they have, every, like, they, they have the market down pat. The Bellas, like I said on the show, I said they had a better, bigger impact because they fit the era of divas. There was a definition of that because that was Vince's goal to like market them as divas and total divas. Uh, it was a star. What so, you said? You said that's what Vince's goal was because erase the erase the Bellas. They could put any two females in there and gave the same marketing and made that the Young Bucks had a, just like I can relate to Young Bucks because when I went to Japan. No one knew who I was. I was a big underdog. I, I had a fight in Japan. They come to America to be known. And I was an American fighting in a different country. The, the marketing in Japan helped me in Japan. And I had a little buzz because, like, the underground scene. But when I came to America, I made a name for myself. I didn't have the big marketing right away. That's what people understand. The mm-hmm. Bellas had the WWE power behind them. Yeah, there's, there's no stopping that. There's no stopping that. Yeah. The Bellas were influential in their own right, but yeah. I always argue for the Bucks because they had their shirts in Hot Topic. They had their own um, Funko yeah. Pops. They weren't a WWE. They, they weren't signed to no company. They they did their thing. They took their little opportunities and snowballed into bigger things. You know what I mean, and that's that's my thing. I can and I can see both sides, but I do agree with you more about the Bucks. Yeah, because they had very sm- a smaller budget to work with. They were like a rapper who was independent with like a a, a ten thousand dollar budget, and the yeah. Bellas have a million dollar budget. Exactly. So that was the my biggest. I can go. I go with more of the young Bucks, but people were arguing you down. In yeah, those I might I might think bigger than just. You have to think about this, the power because the WWE, like just like the UFC and other organizations out there, if they want to make you look bad, they can make you look bad. They did with Dusty Rhodes, the outfit. They can make you look bad. They can bury you. They can change your name up. They can't even get pinned. They, whatever they want to do, they can make you look bad. So, Wait, like, time out, time I out. I mean, look, look at oh. Lana. Wait, yeah. time out. Mm-hmm. You're you, you just going to go over the fact he messaged he, 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 um. He was speaking mentioned facts. Dusty Rhodes' at, uh, outfit. He, he was like, facts. I did. It's okay. yeah. no, no, but it's something a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, of why he wore that polka dot outfit and what Vince was supposedly trying to do. That's some yo. I fuck with you, Vaughn. He's Mom, a fan. Mo. Yeah. I fuck with Mo. <laughs> nah, it's true though. Like everything, like he, like, like he said something, and that made sense. Like WWE is in multiple languages. You understand? It's, it's in a Japan. worldwide brand. It's worldwide. It's so obviously. The Bellas are more influential than the Young Bucks, but the Young Bucks are influential in, in their own right. In their own bubble, they are very influential in their own bubble. But both of them are influential in, in their own way. Like, but the Young but Bucks. Here's, are yeah, but the for, thing is, but here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? 
you're saying influential. The Bellas, the WWE, the E Network, they make they put out what they want people to see. They make sure they always look good. They make sure they're always they're always like make sure they make sure the editing's on point. So they're not feeling too good with it. So they can like, hey, let's do some voiceovers, let's do this and that. They can make them look perfect. That's the difference. It, or take away the Bellas, you can put any two other people there because it's not them. It's more the WWE. That's what I'm trying to say. People, the, the Bellas, yeah, they had their show. They did their thing, but that's because the WWE gave them that, gave them that opportunity. They could shut that down whenever they wanted to. They're the machine. WWE, that's they it. The behind and, why the young ones had their two hands. But see, I know, but the belt, but the Bellas, the Bellas, to me, aren't that influential because it's WWE's power that makes them what they are. Nah, erase no. that. Erase that, and you have you have just two Yo, twins that are very pretty. You're right, you're but I right. mean, I guess it's more of a sense of like a homegrown, like like a grassroots influencer, like influencer, which I feel like is more on the young buck side of things. Because they, you know, with them doing the the YouTube stuff and the video game world in Japan, like those are all like they did that on their own without any type of support besides themselves. Um, versus the Bellas that had WWE behind them, had E behind them. So, like, it. it's just really whose budget was more. Yeah, yeah. like, I get it. It's <laughs> kind of like the old, the, um, the age old saying, I don't know, are you familiar with it? It's like Charlemagne versus Joe Bunn, where they both did it their own. They both successful, but they did it in the way very too differently. Joe Bunn was literally like the Young Bucks. Charlemagne was the Bellas. You understand? And... I have to agree with you. The Young Bucks are more influential because when you hear AEW, you hear, you ask about, yo, how did, like, you ask one of us, how did AEW start? Oh, like, just a non-wrestling fan. Oh, some guy did a Young Buck. Wait, wait, they brothers? Yeah, they started because they got a challenge and they all of this, they got all, the, all their connection. You hear, oh, entrepreneurs. The Bellas, you hear, okay, it was a typical, he went to work, they got good at their job, they got promoted, 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 and they basically, the, they basically the system players. Wow. I never saw that. You're a smart man, bro. You're a smart man. It's the bald head. I'm, I'm telling you, Janelle. I know. I feel so head. out of place <laughs> because all the guys got bald heads. I'm not getting a bald head. Facial well, which, well, absolutely facial not. Head. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway. You look like a man after that. Yeah, which I'm not going for. The fuck? Anyway. Your <laughs> man um, like, like, your man might any, like it. No, what? We're not going to get into what he likes. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Any last questions for King Mo before we do wrap this awesome conversation? Gosh. We may have to do this once a month with you because you mm-hmm. a fan fan. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We may have mm-hmm. to get you on a monthly basis. Like, all right, King Mo, let's talk I'm about cool something real it. quick. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, down. I'm down. I'm down if y'all need me. I'm cool. Mo, right. right. do you like Drew McIntyre? That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. I do. I just want to know. Heard that. you. Heard you. <laughs> I love him too. I, I try. I try. No. I try. Just, just I, tell, just I, tell I everybody. Is, just tell everyone how boring he was as champion. You can say it. Come on, I son, say, stop saying that. Stop I say saying it all that. the time. I, I'm okay. being real. The WWE kind of just. I'm to the point where I have a hard time watching it. I'm looking for a while. I used to watch just. For a while, so just the promos took too long, and sometimes when I watch it, I find myself just getting bored. Then after that, I start recording it. Fast forward to the last like twelve minutes of the show, and then 
I don't know, just the way, I don't know, man. I just, I, I need to give it another chance. I'm going to try this for y'all. No, give it another chance. Drew's lit now. Drew's not lit. Don't don't let the sword and blue kilt fool. Yo, yeah, the sword, B. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling with I'm, I'm, I, what they're doing with the, the Usos and the, and uh Roman. Yeah, Roman. Mm. Yeah, Smackdown yeah, must see. Smackdown yeah. must see later. Yeah. yeah. Yo, my nah, man ran, ran down, yo, Jay Uso ran down the ring on Friday night. I was just like, what is he doing? I got this, Uso. Yeah, I got, I got this. this. I was like, <laughs> I was like two, three weeks ago, he was beating your ass. And now you saying, I got you? What? Nah, he's part of the table. No, yeah, I get it. But that's, but actually, I can appreciate it because good storytelling makes up for good conversations for me. So, like, for mm. us, when it's a good story going on, we could argue whether it's I'm on your one side and y'all on the other side or vice versa. Like, that's what I love. I can appreciate the storyline. But Drew McIntyre? Stop hating on my man, Drew. Let me, I, let me ask y'all a question real quick. Ooh. What do y'all think the best storyline in wrestling is right now? Right now? Yeah. Okay, We outside of Roman and, and Usos, we have yeah. to exclude that. Because that yeah, we all... Yeah, we yeah. all yeah. We all can agree that one is top notch. Yeah. Um. Your next two. Shit. I got mine. Um. <sighs> I don't know. Mr. Black, what's yours then? Go ahead. Oh. Go. I don't know. It's Kenny Omega versus Nobody. Hangman Page. That storyline where you really realize. It's been a whole year, and they and they had a tag team. Like it was great. How at the very end, when it comes together, where Kenny, a lot of people don't know, Kenny and the Young Bucks lost last year at Full Gear, and Hangman won. Now this year, it's it's reversed, and Hangman's not out. He's out there in the shadow, looking like, damn, I want to be down with my guys, but he's yo. That storyline when they go at it, oh my yo, who. AEW got a lot of hidden storylines. That's why I like AEW. Like, I'm telling you, AEW, for what it is, yes, it has its problems. The women's division needs yeah, work. Yes. But I feel like I can watch it every week and not fall asleep. Raw, every week, 8.30, I'm out like a light. Every week. That's because you got a long day. Don't blame that on WWE. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Go ahead, Jano. What you got? You can't think? No, for me, like, even though sometimes they can be short-lived, really anything Bray Wyatt's in, to me, is captivating. Even, like, the, like him and Miz on Monday. It's bite-sized. It, but it was so good because yeah. in the past, Miz fucked with Bray before. Like, it's oh, he always reverts somehow to finding a way to get back to someone that messed him up or did him wrong previously. And you have to remember that. Um, outside of that, honestly... Low key Edge and Orton, the 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 seeds that they've been planting since Rumble, with that to me, like you gotta really pay attention to that. So those two, I mean AEW probably yeah no I can't even mm-mm. because I was I was invested in Eddie Kingston and John Moxley until they fucked that up so that I can't even mm-mm. all right so um shout to Big Baby. From the year sports, so he said his one right now is Okada versus Osprey, and that's Ooh, a really yeah. good one. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. for me, so 
they've they've been it's been up and down for me, but I've enjoyed it for what it is. And that's Jericho and MJF. I knew it. Yes. I knew you could drop that. Yeah. Yes. I thought so, about that one. With, like, even their comedic their comedic points on it, it's like, all right, I'm not really feeling it. But what's made it good for me is the people within the group that's doing little things to like show how annoyed they are. Their facial expressions. Their facial expressions, like Ortiz getting pissed off, like, now nah, we don't want you here. Them taking a trip to Vegas, and then you see Sammy, like, taking a picture, and then you see MJ behind, like... Uh, like <laughs> oh, side note, Ortiz, mic work, I don't know what he's been doing. It's been on point. Yo, every time he say something, it's believable. I'm yeah. telling you. He, them two out of few <laughs> That, oh it's, my gosh! It's something. It's something there, and I've been enjoying like what they've been doing. Mm. Not particularly Jericho and MJF because they, you know, they're they're Jericho and MJF, but but the guys around it because you're waiting for this to implode. You're waiting for the bad moment to happen, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Right, and that's something that I've thoroughly in, enjoyed. Weirdly enough, um, I so let me let me ask another question before you go because you gotta go. I know you gotta go. Um, which wrestler right now you enjoy, but not a lot of people else enjoy him? Good question. If you can name one, honestly, I don't know. It's a good question because, like, you know, I don't know. For me, I feel like Gresham. Jonathan Gresham, I feel like he's highly underrated. I, 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 I that's I, I rock I with agree. him. Highly underrated. I, I don't know what people like. They don't like, I, but that dude can go. He's the black Dimalenko. Yes. Bars. Bars. But you know what it is, and that it's it's just a the rough the other side of wrestling is the the mic skills. Jonathan for me doesn't always deliver. I think for people to be captivated. But his in-ring makes up for all of it for yeah, me. So, like, him and Jay Lethal being tag team partners, Jay is always the one talking. But it's because Jonathan doesn't always talk as much. So, if he was able to kind of, like, build himself up to have that type of mic presence, I think more eyes would be on him. But technical, he's out of this world. Like, who are you? No, he's off the line let me name two others: Shane Taylor, Dignett, and Myron Reed. I'm telling you, the boy Myron go hard. <laughs> Myron go hard. Myron can go. They work so, too. So, oh, and he's he's such a sweetheart. I actually met him WrestleMania weekend here, and when it was here in New York, and he, me, and him like bonded over Arn Anderson. Believe it or not. And he was telling me stories. He was like, Uncle Arn, and he's always taught me. Mind you, we're taking shots of Jameson. <laughs> and just at, we were at Legends. Shots of Jameson, him, and um, which was the other one? Brian Pimmel Jr. We was all at the bar drinking, chilling. Yeah, I remember that. But Davey Boy was talking about, me and him bonded over Arn. I'll never forget that. And he was just saying, like, you know, my Uncle Arn taught me this, that. I was like, okay. 
But those are the those are the little tidbits. That's why I kind of miss about wrestling right now. It's just being able to be out and and hang yes. and have those memories. Like it, it just sucks. But you know, once the world decides to open back yes, up, yes, we gotta know, take we'll, our pictures. You know, we'll like, figure it out. We gotta catch up. Are, are we missing mad pictures with other people? Um, King, oh, wait, where are you currently? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Florida. Where South Florida yeah. or South Florida? Um, right by uh. Boca Raton. I'm in Coral Springs. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, you know where the, the Parkland shooting was? Yeah. I'm like a mile away from, I'm like maybe two oh, or three miles from that school. Oh, damn. Sorry okay. about that. Might want to move. Florida, <laughs> <laughs> man. No, I only ask because um, we're actually going to be in Tampa in two weeks. Um, GCW's having a show in Tampa. They're, um, the, um, they're having their Diamond Cup. And we're sponsoring the show, so that's why I was like, "Are you close?" Because like, listen, we all gonna be. It's literally twenty four hours, and then we gotta come back to New York because we can't stay long. <laughs> but I just had to think yeah. about um, that. Um, any last questions before we go, gentlemen? Nah, nah. Um, all right, I got the no, last one. You. Then hold on. Favorite yeah. submission move. <sighs> <laughs> it's between the. Uh... The the claw. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll that... shit on the Von Erickson. You mentioned the claw. Yeah, it's, it's between that, the Scorpion Deathlock, or the figure four leg lock. Is oh, yeah, Scorpion yeah. leg lock. That that's a Sting. That's classic. Yeah, classic. Grew up watching Sting. Love Sting. Uh, yeah, when I met Sting, <laughs> I, that he, him, Rick, and Triple H are the three people, and and Undertaker four. Those four, I, I went like this. <gasps> but Sting, when I met him, he was face paint, baseball bat. It was childhood memories. So I totally... Shout like, to Sting. Sting is definitely... Uh, uh, people don't talk a lot about Sting, but people should. Um, Kingo, thank you so much for joining yes, us on this Tuesday you. evening of the JTP Lounge. This has been really fun and exciting and different because I feel like everyone else isn't as a fan. So it felt like us talking to a, another fan almost. Yeah. It was really good. Um, let the viewers know where to find you. Um, all social media platforms, by all means, go. Yeah, at King Mo FH. Um, for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I don't really mess with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, social media kind of gets on my nerves, but I'll be on there here and there. <laughs> and he and he and he ta- and he responds. Yeah, I respond. Yeah, yeah. He responds. So once again, thank you so much. Make sure that everyone is watching. Make sure to tune in to MLW's Restart. Um, I think you can find it on YouTube is where I typically watch MLW. But I think YouTube, it's also on... The Fight Network? Yeah. It's it's also going to be on the FUBU channel or FUBU Network or something. Wait, wait FUBU. FUBU got their own channel? FUBU. That's what it's called. That's, I think it's FUBU, I think. FUBU or FUBU. Oh, uh, my okay. bad. I'm glad Bye you corrected that because me and me and Mr. Black got hype. Wait, wait, we was like Fubo got a channel. <laughs> Fubo, sorry. What? Fubo. I think I think it's Fubo. I think I, I could be wrong though. Wow. I'm probably wrong. But no, you're probably more right than <laughs> just, he just was. Google, Google <laughs> it. <so. laughs> but thank you so much for joining us once again. If you ever are in New York or anything, need anything, always hit us up. Let us know you are right. part of the family now. So we appreciate you for joining us tonight. Um, as always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. Hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag We Are Out. <laughs>